It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hey everyone, welcome back to Across the Romaverse. It's episode 98 following Roma's opening weekend victory in Salerno against Salernitana. Jimmy and Brandon are both on vacation this week, so I went out and got a return guest, uh, Wayne Gerard. Wayne, how are you doing today? What's up, Steve? I'm doing good. It's, uh, you know, I guess these guys got to take vacations every now and then, but I'm happy to fill in the gaps. Yeah, we're happy to have you back. Uh, we get to talk about a win, so that's always sweeter, right? Instead of coming on after a loss, so... Let's get right to the match. Roma, one nothing victory against Salernitana. The scoreline really doesn't, uh, you know, get to the heart of what happened yesterday on the pitch. Roma could have really won this one probably by three, four, or five goals. We'll get into that. But let's start with the starting 11. Um, you know, Patricio and Goal, as expected, the, the back three that we've come to become accustomed to with Ibanez, Smalling, Mancini. Spinazzola back on the left now, fully fit after a long recovery last season. Karsdorp on the right. And then it was the double pivot of Brian Cristante and Lorenzo Pellegrini, which allowed Mourinho to put out the quote-unquote fab four of, uh, you know, Pellegrini with Abraham at the striker position and then Dybala and Zaniolo behind him. Anything that surprised you in that starting 11, Wayne? I was a little surprised to see Spinazzola get the start just because coming in just really big deal for him. And it looked like he hadn't missed a beat. So that was great to see. And other uh, dropping back into a withdrawn role. I read reports earlier in the week that Mourinho had a conversation with him regarding that switch and seeing it in person for the uh, first time in over a year. Well, it was a little surprising, even if I knew it was coming, 
So, but he adapted pretty quickly. It looked like, I think it, it really did work for him in possession or at least one where Roma was able to get more numbers ahead than usual. Yeah, I think that conversation that was reported with Pellegrini, I think Pellegrini being the captain, he's going to do whatever he needs to for the team. We've seen that with him. He's got the right attitude. He leads by example. Um, Spinazzola starting was nice to see. I mean, we've missed him, certainly. I, th- I wonder if part of that had to do with Zalewski picking up that knock on his ankle against Spurs uh, a couple weeks ago in that friendly. didn't play against Shakhtar. But the one that surprised me a little bit was uh, everything in the media seemed to say that if Pellegrini's playing the double pivot, they would partner him with Matic, the more defensive uh, midfielder on the roster. And it was Brian Cristante who got the start. That was the only thing I got wrong in the problems I do for the website. So a little surprised there, but worked out well for Roma, as we'll talk about in just a couple minutes. Yeah, how nice it was to see Matic come on and really fill in a need, man. He's, uh, I think he's going to be a little bit better than maybe most had expected. His quality is just something so reassuring in the center of the pitch. Yeah, and I think it's a thing with him. You know, age is obviously you know, going to be talked about. But if he's coming out making appearances like this, he's starting some matches and rotating with Cristante or Rinaldo or whoever in the center of the park, I think he definitely adds another dimension to that midfield, especially when managing a match like this one that we saw. For sure. Yeah, so the big story was Roma created plenty of chances in this one. Lacked the finishing. They scored one goal. Their XG was right around three. I've seen 2.98 on one site, 3.12 on another site. So really... Computer models show they should have scored probably about three goals. I mean, they had some big opportunities, 20 shots in total, nine on target. What did you make of the attack despite the uh, the lack of finishing yesterday? It was great, but it was relentless. It worked as if these guys had been together for a few years already, and the opportunities are there. The shot conversion as the season goes on will become more fine-tuned. They will start to really rack up the goals. You could, you could just tell with these guys they they know what they're doing and I see a Zaniolo who's so so different compared to last season grown a bit more confident he got really close several times but just wouldn't went, wouldn't end up in the back of the net for him and then Dybala just has such a a real exquisite talent he can make something truly out of nothing so I think that a little bit of it comes down to shaking off the cobwebs and for this team to start firing in all cylinders it just takes some time and that's natural on match day one of the season yeah, I mean, Diabala just adds a completely different quality to the roster. We know Abraham has qualities on Yola Pellegrini, but it's just a completely different player, how he makes things out of nothing. We saw that one shot against Shakhtar where he kind of just dinked it around the defender in the box, got the shot on goal. Yesterday, Sepe made a great save on him to keep it one nothing um, late in the first half. So certainly adds another quality. Uh, but funny enough, with the Fab Four, quote-unquote, on the field, it wasn't any of them that got the goal that put Romo over the top. It was Brian Cristante. Uh, a little bit of a deflection on the way through, found its way into the back of the net. This is a guy who's been constantly written off by a lot of the fan base. A lot of Tifosi want Cristante gone. They, they don't value him. Oh, you know, we've got Win Haldem. He never has to play again. I've been one to defend him quite often over the last couple seasons because of just the versatility he gives to the, the, the lineup. And uh, the work rate. And I remember when De Rossi was here, he said, I would take 11 Brian Cristantes just because of that attitude he has. So what is it about Cristante that just makes him so, you know, useful to, to Mourinho? I think when he came over from Atalanta, he was immediately put in the wrong position where there he played as a trequartista, more of this attacking midfield role. And then when he came to Roma, he was expected to have this more of a defensive responsibility. But now after a year plus under Mourinho, he has really found himself comfortably in this role. 
it's uh, he's not a true regista, I wouldn't say. He doesn't have that natural ability of someone like Jorginho, nor is he this destroyer like Matic was or still is. Uh, so he's this blend, I think, and that's what makes him so important in Mourinho's midfield is he can switch it up a little bit. He can occasionally win the strong tackle, the important tackle, but as well as he can play the simple ball or the long ball. And once again, though, it's not going to be of the caliber of uh, an elite player, but it is one that proves vital to Mourinho's play and the fluidity of his game. So that's what uh, uh, Cristante really brings, as well as experience. He's someone in the prime of his career. You don't get too many players like that around Roma in the past, right? These guys who come in at the uh, absolute best time we see, just like Pellegrini, where they can give their all. So I think that as the season progresses, he will continue to play a really important role in this setup. And Mourinho has uh, said earlier uh, in, in the summer that, you know, this guy is, he's my guy. He's not going anywhere. I really want him to stay. I want him to sign a contract extension. So for those that don't like Cristante, I think that they will come around this season and just see how important he is. And that goal is just uh, something so well-earned. I'm really glad to see him get it. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys too. When you see he's, you know, wearing the captain's armband on occasion last season as like the third captain or, or so to speak in the hierarchy, that Mourinho values his leadership, his, his overall personality, even think back to some of the, the inter team that won the treble, like a guy like Goran Pondev, who you wouldn't expect to excel in a, a big club like that, a, a championship winning club had an important role in that team. And I think different positions, but Cristante kind of fits that Mourinho work rate and what he's looking for in players. And it's someone that Mourinho is going to rely on no matter who comes into that midfield, it seems. Yeah. You mentioned work rate. I remember looking at the stats overall last season and Cristante was pretty high up there with the average kilometers run per match. So it's definitely true. Yeah, I believe he had the highest yesterday I read uh, on Twitter. I didn't see the the numbers overall, but I'm pretty sure he was the highest runner yesterday too in terms of distance, which, you know, he doesn't have that foot speed that other guys might have in the midfield, but he he moves. He he gets around the pitch and he does what the team needs. And like you said, those those long balls from time to time can really unlock a a defense in the counterattack, which I think is important. Yeah. Uh so Mourinho after the match, very brief quote, uh just a couple paragraphs, but I'll start with a couple that he said and we can react to it. He said, I liked everything I saw. Obviously, I would have been even happier to not have any worries if the scoreline had been four or five nil. But nevertheless, I enjoyed watching a team that even if they did not score goals, they should have showed the maturity and the know-how to see out this game. Usually in this sort of game where you're in a position to score four or five goals and you don't do it, things end up finishing badly and you pay the price, but it didn't finish badly and we didn't suffer because those who came on when Tammy, Zaniolo, and Dybala were tired did not come on to kill the game, but to manage it. So what do you make of that? Because it does strike a chord to us Romanisti who have seen plenty of matches where the finishing isn't there, get under other managers, and the, the match result doesn't go Roma's way in the end. Yeah, that's, that's the absolute difference. And I was thinking that at halftime, that in seasons past, if it was 0-1 Roma versus any team in Serie A, I would be nervous. I wouldn't expect them to be as mature as they showed yesterday. And the quality that you can bring on the bench to go and manage it, like Mourinho said, is fundamental because now you don't have guys like Gago or take any center midfielder who came in as depth in the past 10 to 15 years. And they were journeymen. They weren't quite up to the snuff, as they say. Just not really great players. But now you get people who are veterans, but also can really help you. It's not just that they're older and they won. Oh, great. Someone like Pedro, right? Uh, they, they can still give you plenty of time 
and service to really help you win important things. So they're not someone like Matic still has a lot left in him, whether it's 55 to 60 to 65 minutes per match. He, he knows exactly what he's doing and he's not past it yet for sure, especially in a slower league like Syria, where he can manage his endurance a little bit better. It's uh, it's just so nice to see as a fan. I think you have to reflect on where this team has been, where they are right now, and where they have the possibility to grow. So that management is something which made me so relaxed yesterday, and I was able to just enjoy it. And it's been so long where I could just watch a game and be like, "Oh no, you know, Roman's going to win. No problem. They're definitely going to take this." So, you know, really happy. Yeah, it was definitely one of those matches where I never felt nervous to the extent that I have in the past that they were going to give up that tying goal, even when it was one nothing. And then right. by, by about the 80th minute, they were clearly just managing the game. I know when El Shari came on in those last few, he tried to make something happen, which you expect from a player like him. But there was not that concern that I felt like in the past. I mean, under Fonseca and even Spalletti and some of these other managers, there were so many results that you just remember Roma coughing up in the end dropping two points maybe even dropping all three points so certainly uh, a more serene feeling at the end of this match the only disappointment was as a fan you like to see more goals go in but those things will come like we talked about um and you mentioned it Matic I think in said yeah will fit a lot better at his age now he can manage his minutes his legs a little bit and he's one of Mourinho's you know veteran you know I guess, go-to type guys from his career between Chelsea and United. He knows exactly what he's getting. He asked for this guy and he got him. Uh, when Haldum, we saw he came off the bench yesterday. I'm sure he'll get a plenty of starts as the year goes on. But that's another guy, 28 years old, Liverpool. Or actually, he might be more than 28 now. He might be 31. 31. Yeah, I'm mixing him up with Dybala. But uh, 31 years old is, is not that old in, in the no, modern game, you know? He, the guys, he still got legs under him. And as you can see, he came off the bench like a firecracker. He was ready to go. Yeah, and he seems all in. I mean, his social media posts are his kids in the Roma kit. I mean, he's he's here to to be a Roma player. He's not here just because PSG didn't want him anymore and he had nowhere else to go. He made it his priority, which is good to see. I mean, uh, kind of off topic what we were talking about, but the Dybala, Wijnaldum, like these guys, they're coming here and they want to be a part of it. They see the passion of the Tifosi. They, I think, are really buying in, I think, which is really going to help this team gel too. Yeah, yeah, there's, there is this total buy-in. And that comes from the top down, right? From the owners, down to the staff, the management, into the players. It really just becomes a contagious type of thing where everyone says, no, we are in this. And they start to turn their backs upon what's outside and look what's in. And that's a really great thing. Yeah, for sure. So we talked about how we felt pretty secure with the, the performance yesterday, not really worried about conceding. The defense didn't concede much to Slernitana. Uh, without many changes to the, the formation from last season, you know, Matic didn't start when Haldem didn't start. It was pretty much last season's formation with, you know, Spinazzola slotting in on the left because he was out much of last season. And then you, uh, you bring Dybala in for Mkhitaryan pretty much and drop Pellegrini back. I mean, so considering that it wasn't like they brought in this stud defensive midfielder, a stud center back or something like that. Is this just a continuation of the improvements we saw as last season warm? Cause I, I think it was, I, I looked recently, the last 17 matches last season, they had eight clean sheets, another clean sheet here. Um, is this just a continuation of Mourinho kind of putting a stamp on the team, you think? I don't think it's a finished product. I think there's still a lot of work to do, but we are past that point where we need a serious overhaul. Every year, I mean, I, I look at this team and I'm like, oh, no, they really need to change like one guy across every line from defense to midfield to attack but this year is different 
And there's growth in the sense that now they can plug away at spots which are just missing a little bit, missing one guy here, one guy there, and not – I'm talking about right now at this very moment because I think that going into the, into the Mercato that there was a lot that needed to be strengthened because let's not forget, Roma finished in sixth, I believe, last season. So there is a lot of work still to be done. But I think right now you can just look at the window – and see that, okay, we polished this area rather than, oh, my God, this guy's terrible. Get him out of here. It's a, it's a different feeling for sure. Um, and to be able to get to this point is relieving. But it also helps you fine-tune. And I think we're at the fine-tuning stage where now Mourinho can really get the guy that he wants in this super-specific role to get something specifically done. So I think that's what Dybala was. Yeah, for sure. And we haven't seen really any changes in the quote unquote defense with the center backs. It's the same quartet that we have on the roster, but how much do you, th- or how do you think guys like Matic went Haldem, and then you have Selic and then even Spinazzola is almost like a new signing this year for Mourinho after barely playing last season. How will they help the overall team defending? Hmm. I think they add stability for sure. They allow it some flexibility, whether it's three at the back or four at the back. I think we're still missing one center back because if they play with three there's going to be a need for another center back for sure uh, but they also bring that experience they've gelled together this is not a defensive uh trident which is just met these guys have now been familiarized with each other for some time more than 50 matches so that is so important if we look at championship teams of the past One thing that they have in common is that they've been able to maintain their players. They have been able to instill a philosophy. And that's only something which happens when you have continuity. So I think that could be like considered a signing in itself is that there has been no rotation. Now, if you add another player of experience and quality, that's another thing, right? You can, now you can make a leap, but for now, I think that it's underrated just being able to keep these guys together. Yeah, I think that's a great point because that's what's been so crucial for Milan the past couple of seasons in their growth into winning a Scudetto last season was they kept the core of that team together as long as they could. You know, now Kessier walked and, and a couple of guys have, you know, gone on Donnarumma, but Pioli was there for, I think that was his third season. He was on the bench. They had most of the core together for three years. So I think that's what Rome was really building toward with Mourinho and keeping the core together. No big sales this summer, which is a relief because that happens all the time to us. And it was really just Mkhitaryan leaving on a free. So one guy who's been under a lot of scrutiny in the last year, Nicolo Zaniolo, you know, coming back off the double ACL surgeries, wasn't himself last year for sure. I think only scored maybe two league goals or three league goals, a couple in the conference league, obviously the big winner in the final, but he looked like a different player. I mean, again, Shakhtar and now again, yesterday, looks like a different guy. The finishing wasn't there. He did miss three big chances. But let's talk about his all-around performance, finishing aside. He looks like a lion, and the cage was just unlocked. And he's ready to give it his all. And he's going out, and he's supporting Dybala. We see them linking up immediately. He's making runs down the flank. We remember that Mancini long ball was phenomenal yeah. towards Zaniolo, who had a good, good chance on it. And, yes, he's making himself available, putting himself, making chances out of nothing. These are the things that you want out of a winger. I don't care whatever team it is, if you think of the requirements of a wing forward, he did exactly that. Now the finishing that will come for sure, but you see him make his own chance too, because of Mm -hmm. his positioning. He takes that square ball away from the Salernitana player breaks onto goal. All that happened because he fell back into his line tactically. And then, I mean, 
it's everything you could ask for right now. And I just really hope that he stays. I really hope that he feels loved by the fans, appreciated that, uh, you know, he's still a really young guy. And for young people, uh, they have these challenges mentally, you know, when the when there's so much pressure on you. But I think that his stro- his shoulders are strong enough to push it off. So for me, this is uh, a 9 out of 10 performance. And if he got the goal, obviously 10. But Yeah, I, I think the, the key to what I've seen these last two weeks, goal scoring aside, he did get the, the one goal against um, Shakhtar, I believe. But he just looks physically a different guy. I mean, the pace is back. He looks like he slimmed down a bit which is understandable because last season during the recovery, he couldn't really run much. So I'm sure he was in the gym a lot more lifting. He posts those Instagram pictures. He bulked up. And I think to withstand the, the abuse he takes, that was important with the, the recovery from the knee injury. But yesterday, quick, you, like you said, dribbling players. He, they said he's working on his decision-making. We saw him look up a few times. You know, he's, that's going to come to with age, 23 years old. So still has to work on when to, to release the other players at times. But I think him and Dybala could be something special together when they're playing together because the, the physical qualities and the, the talent those two have can be yeah. really, really deadly. I mean, I'd hate to be a defender, especially on some of these smaller teams trying to defend this attack coming at you. Yeah, you've got the precision of Dybala's left foot and the strength of, Di- of Zaniolo's left. And that's, uh, that's a scary thing to come up against. I wouldn't want to be those wing backs or center backs. Yeah, and I, I, like you said, I hope he... He sticks around. And I, yesterday, important too, I, I didn't get to look at too many of the advanced stats yet, but basic stats, he drew six fouls. Last year, he was dispossessed a lot more. He didn't get much respect from the referees. I'm hoping the respect comes a little bit more now with age because we saw plenty of times where he would get mugged and, and get no call his way. And hopefully that'll help him settle in a little bit too because we know he could get a bit boisterous with the referees because he gets frustrated. So hopefully all that maturity will come too because, man, he looks like he can have a breakout season. Uh, yeah, in terms of like rebounding, I guess, because he did break out a few years ago, but the rebounds could be there big time. Yeah, and there being a bit more respect on Roma's name will help him, I think, in the referee's eyes as well. I thought there were so many calls against him which could have went the other way last season. Like you say, he drew six fouls. The last season, he may have drawn six fouls, but only half of them were called. Yeah. So it's good to see that changing in the eyes. Yeah, and I think having a professional like Dybala around will really help him too in training every day, just seeing the way he works and the way he trains and, you know, getting to that point in his career as well. For sure. Yeah, so uh, one guy who was quiet yesterday, a little disappointing, was Tammy Abraham. What do you think was up with that? Was it that Pellegrini is more withdrawn? He's still trying to figure out the Dybala partnership or what do you think is going on there? Yeah, going from someone like Pellegrini who's, main idea is to pass first into these wing forwards, which you don't know what they're going to do. They're very unpredictable players. So Abraham is going to have to build his chemistry with them. And I also think that he was just man marked by two really experienced center backs in Gionber and Fazio. So I have to imagine that when Davide Nicola gave his pre-match talk to the players, he looked at Fazio and said, Hey man, you got to mark this kid. You have a similar height. You're the only one in the team with the strength to do that. Just stay on him. And what that did was it isolated Abraham, but it also opened up the channels for the other players. So I just think it was a matter of him being man-marked and just getting into the flow with his teammates. And uh, that's going to take some time. Yeah, I think it's going to take a little time, but I think the the results will come, obviously. We, we know what he can do. Oh, yeah. 
So let's talk a little bit about the formation. We saw three three man backline yesterday, pretty much what we saw the majority of last season after Roma made that switch a few matches in. But pre match on uh, Saturday, Mourinho said that the four man backline will be an option, something they're working on. That's something he's historically played a lot of in his career as a manager. Which do you think fits better against which type of teams do you think Mourinho might make that change? The players that Roma has now at their disposal are best fit for what we saw, which is a 3 4 2 1. Going forward, though, if you add that center back, maybe another midfielder comes, maybe another left wing forward, uh, Bellotti comes in, then I think you will see the 4 2 3 1. Uh, but not just yet. Mourinho made a practical choice last season to change to the three at the back because of the players that he had. And right now, I don't see that they can with these center backs. Uh, it would be uh, maybe one more experienced center back because I've seen Mancini in the two, Kambula in the two, uh, even Ibanez. And I don't think that their best fit is in the two. Um, I think it's probably Smalling with somebody... Could it be Mancini? Uh, it's going to take some time, but I think that a new center back, a new player is somebody that Mourinho will have his eye on. We, if we, especially if we are to believe all the links, like Biali, Lindelof, these guys, right? So it tells you something that, that he definitely wants a tactical shift. Yeah, I, I agree. I think in terms of the center backs, I think with what we have right now, Mancini played a lot of three men at Atalanta. Ibanez came through Atalanta with a three man Kumbala with, uh, Verona and Juric's system so it, it make it would make me a little nervous I think to switch to a back four right now I, and I think if you play the back four I think Selleck is probably more of the starter over Karsdorp right just because he's a little more defensively sound from what we've read about him what we've seen from him I think you need that extra protection and maybe another more defensive midfielder right it's someone in the Matic mold but you know that could also play the way Matic plays because I think you might leave those center backs exposed a little bit if if you don't yeah yeah, I agree. Yeah. So the one other thing I want to talk about in, in the formation stuff, there's been a lot of debate on social media, on our message boards about whether or not all four members of the Fab Four, Abraham, Dybala, Zaniolo, and Pellegrini could or should start together. What's your take on the situation? Does it make sense against some teams like a Salernitana, but maybe not other top sides like an Inter or someone like that? Yeah, I think in a situation where you can advance further up the pitch, and not have such a risk of being caught out, uh, as is the case against Salernitana, you can play with these four. Can you do it against a team within the top four? Well, I think we saw against Tottenham that it would be possible. It's just going to take some discipline. I think it's going to take Pellegrini adapting and getting a little bit more time, more comfortable to the center midfield role where he will be pressed further back down in his own half. So that's something that is so intriguing. And as the, as the uh, season goes on, we're definitely going to keep seeing it. There's no way you keep the players of this talent off the bench. They, they all have to be starting, whether it's the captain or Dybala, Zaniolo, Abraham. It's just uh, it, it's not feasible for me to think that Mourinho is not going to play them. So more often than not, you will see these guys. And if he can get them all clicking and, you know, on all four cylinders, all four cylinders on all cylinders, then it's uh, it's going to be something that no team is going to want to play against Roma, Juventus, Milan. I can't imagine that. I mean, I think of the Milan that lost that one, the Scudetto last season, and the quality across the team is not what we see of Roma right now. I mean, 
let's stop being coy and just be honest that there is a difference in the Scudetto winners from last season to the Roma team that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, and I think when Zaniello plays like he played yesterday, you can't keep him on the bench because in terms of what have they done for me lately before yesterday, he's probably the odd man out if he doesn't play all four of those players, right? Because Pellegrini, Abraham, coming off huge seasons, Dybal's the, the big star signing. But when he's playing like that, how do, how do you bench Zaniolo? You can't. He's too too dangerous. You can't. Yeah. Um, and I think what it comes down to, too, you're going to want to keep guys fresh. This schedule is going to be very compact. You're going to have Europa League, and then you're going to have midweek Serie A matches. You're going to have Copa matches, hopefully a deep Europa League run. And you're going to want to rest Dybala with his injury history. You're going to want to rest Zaniolo with his injury history. And I think that's when you start to see other midfielders work in. Maybe Pellegrini moves up. I, I think Mourinho will manage it just fine. I think he's, he's the perfect manager, right? Because nobody's going to question what he does. Yes. <laughs> they buy into him and there's no countering. You know, this guy has yeah. won it all. Yeah, it's very different than like Fonseca saying, you know, Nico, you're benched and maybe he gets a little more of an attitude about it or, you know, he Pellegrini. gets undermined. Yeah, he gets undermined a bit. So I'm not worried about it. I think they'll all find plenty of minutes. I think they'll all find plenty of success. All right, so that's some great stuff from Ray, Wayne on the Salernitana match, the formations. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little Mercato and his outlook on the upcoming season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Wayne. So let's talk a little bit about the Mercato. Kind of an interesting season because we still have just about two weeks left in it. And there'll be, I mean, I guess Roma will have played about three, four matches by the time the Mercato closes. So it gives teams an interesting way of, you know, team building, I guess, if they see flaws or whatever, maybe but also hard to integrate players at the same time because you're already in full swing. So Roma's Mercato not closed so far, but what do you make of what Roma's done so far? The biggest thing for me was getting rid of those wages from players who are no longer part of the project, thinking Paolo Lopez, Olsen, Undead, and thank you, Marseille, for being such a team sport about that. <laughs> Taking a lot of these guys. Florenzi is off the books. He was no longer part of anything. So consolidating that to me and just getting the books in order is what allows Roma to sign guys like Dybala and Matic and sign players who are up typically and historically above the average wage bill. So clearing house, getting rid of these guys was just so important this season. And Thiago Pinto has done a tremendous job. In turn, the only player that Roma has actually paid for in a transfer fee so far is Selic, and that was 7 million euros. If you look across Serie A, teams are significantly, significantly more than Roma's 7 million euros in the amount that they've spent. And I think only like Cremonese and Lecce have spent less in the Mercato than Roma so far. Do I expect them to pay for a couple more guys? Yeah, yeah, I do. But uh, to think that they've gotten this jump in quality while just clearing the books and adding a few players is, is awesome stuff. So I'm really proud of what Pinto and management and Mourinho have been able to do so far. Uh, some fans every now and then will ask me, like, is this the Mourinho factor? Why they're getting these great players? I think it's the Friedkin, Roma, Mourinho, Pinto, the staff, the conference league. That's the factor. It's everything in one that helps 
a, a player like Vimaldum make a choice to come to this team. So all that wrapped in one is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Mourinho obviously gets a lot of credit for attracting a player like Dybala or Wijnaldum. Players still want to play for him. You know, when he came over, people said, oh, Mourinho's finished. Look, he's going to Roma. He's not with a top English club anymore. He's not with Real Madrid anymore. But he's showing players still want to play for him. His reputation precedes itself. But I think you're right. I think it all starts at the top with the Friedkins, how serious the project is. They've shown clear ambition to win. Uh, Pinto came in as a relative unknown, but he's doing a heck of a job both in recruitment and in in getting rid of so many bad contracts. I mean, you think about the names you mentioned and the money Roma was spending on wages for those kind of players a couple of years ago with Petrarchi and Monchi. And it's, it's crazy. The contracts they were throwing around now, was that uh, maybe a result of Roma not having the reputation and having to overpay a little for some players possibly, I guess, but man, I mean, they're saving money this year, even with the, the players they've brought in so far in terms of salaries. And that, that's just huge. Yeah, and I think purchasing bad is better is worse. Purchasing bad is worse than not purchasing at all. Sometimes you think maybe it would have been better to use some of these guys from the Primavera and and develop them in ways that haven't been done so far. And if you had given those guys a little more time rather than just thinking that the guy across the street, the grass is greener on the other side, that type of mentality, it, that can be dangerous. So Roma historically the best Primavera but now we are seeing guys like Volve enter the fray. Uh, Zalewski is from the academy. Pellegrini, of course. So, and I know I'm, I must be forgetting a couple of guys. It's, uh, but, but making use of that while plugging in certain pieces and clearing the books, it's excellent stuff. Yeah, the, the buy bad uh, it bring, brings to mind Zonzi. That was like the, the ultimate buy bad oh, rush purchase just rush. to bring someone in. Yeah. Oh, Pinto. I'm, I'm sorry, Pinto. Oh. I'm going to go to confession right now. <laughs> Monchi. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. It really is. I don't know if uh, one of those ex-directors is working behind the scenes at Marseille, like you said, because that's like the uh, cast off for Roma rejects. Now Vertu, Under, Lopez are all over there. So uh, even yeah. Gerson is over there these days. Gerson is there? Yeah, he's there too. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, Vertu, yeah, sad to see him leave, but didn't fit in. Yeah, he didn't fit. That's what it comes down to. Decent player, but just didn't fit what Roma needed in the midfield. Um, plenty of players have gone. I mean, Dior is still hanging around. I don't know what his deal is. I, I, he has every right to get paid, but a lack of ambition, in my opinion, of a player of his age, not wanting to move anywhere else. Really hurts your career. Yeah. The, the agents have to instruct these guys to do better, even if it's yeah. MLS, you know, you yeah. got to play. Yeah. And he's had offers. It's not like he doesn't have opportunities to play. So I guess it comes down to money there. Uh, but very few players left to move. It's basically him. Calafiori probably goes somewhere on loan, hopefully, to get some minutes. And then it's like Corich and Bianca. They've pretty much moved everybody out, which is amazing work by Pinto. Um, one name who's been linked for Roma now for weeks, apparently dealing place, is Andrea Bellotti. When, when you kind of read between the lines of one of Mourinho's quotes yesterday, as he continued that quote, he said, the way Matic and Winhaldum came on and helped the team ensured it was a relatively comfortable finish of the game, if you're asking me if I would like to be able to change forwards of that level with other forwards of the same level, then that's something only the likes of Manchester City, Liverpool, and a few Italian teams can do. So do you think that was a subtle reminder to the front office that, you know what, Andre Belotti, he's got to deal with us. We're waiting for him. You got to make it happen. Yeah, there's an honesty there. He's like, <laughs> look, I just don't have enough horses in the stables. So it's uh, definitely targeted. Uh, Mourinho is... It, I don't want to say it's a mind game, but it's just an honesty and it's a transparency. And that's why I respect him so much is he doesn't 
doesn't it really throw like management under the bus? It's kind of like factual. It's like, yeah. I just don't have enough instead of like, oh, I, I couldn't figure it out. Or it's like, no, I just don't have the, the center forward to come on and take that place. And he didn't. You saw him put Dybala as the number nine mm-hmm. there for, for the last uh, portion of that match. And that's not ideal. You want the guy who can come in with similar qualities to Abraham. Maybe the, the talent level is a little bit different, but the qualities of being able to play with your back to goal, hold off players, slow the game up, keep it combined with teammates, initiate a presence further up the pitch. That's what he means there. And it's the truth. Yeah. And, and I think as you watch that match play out yesterday, you realize that he was just going to manage that one nothing win. When you saw the midfielders come on and Dybala is playing as the, the lone striker, so to speak. And, you know, El Shorari doesn't come on to like the 89th minute. You're kind of sitting there thinking like, this is where Belotti fits perfect because he will press the hell out of the opposing defenders, maybe force a mistake as they get tired. And I, I think that's exactly what he's talking about. That's why I think Belotti would be such a good fit on this team because he could either start in Abraham's place at times, play off Abraham in a two-striker look at times or off the bench. I mean, we've seen it with Italy, right? He just comes in, he presses, he works hard. And he'll do whatever the team needs from him. And I think that's why he, he's going to be a good fit. But do you think that deal ultimately gets over the line? Does I El- think so. find another home? I don't see why not. I think it's an unfortunate situation for El- Eldor. I still believe in him. I think he can score 15 goals a season where he's the main number nine. It's not his fault that Jekyll decided after Eldor was signed that he wanted to leave. And then you couldn't head into the season with Eldor more of a player who is expected to swap time with Jekyll now as your set starter. So I feel for him. I really do. But I think that Belotti ultimately joins if we are to believe everything from behind the scenes, which I mean, it's seeming, it seems legit. Yeah. The fact he hasn't signed anywhere else yet where he's had four or five, six other offers from, from the rumors make you think that he is waiting for Roma. I think Eldor does get done because I don't think, Ultimately, Eldor is going to, going to want to be on a team where he's not going to get many minutes. Like you said, he's still, I think, 26, 27 years old. He's going to want to play. And it seems like Bologna, everything is in place. He's going to find those little details to the deal. So I think it'll happen. I think Belotti will be signed, sealed, and delivered by the end of this week. Because if it, if it doesn't happen at the end of this week, they're saying, then he could decide to go elsewhere. And you can't blame him because he's also a guy who's 28 years old. He's going to want to play. He wants to, you know, score some goals and, and be useful to a team. So... We'll see if that happens. Besides Belotti, though, what else do you think Roma needs to do before the Mercato closes? Maybe the center back, anything else you see happening? Maybe is there going to be a surprise signing that we didn't see coming? I think the center back is on the wish list, not a necessity. If your ambitions are for first place, it is a necessity. But if you just want to get back into the Champions League, I think the team has the weapons in its arsenal right now. Other than that, I think they're good. If you sign uh, Mr. X, if you do sign a player like Fratesi, that's really interesting. But I think they can do with what they have now and get back into fourth. But if you really want to push, then there's a couple guys out there for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, like you said, you need that fifth center back if you want that real quality depth that Roma would need to probably make that push into the top couple positions and maybe even challenge for the Scudetto later into the season. Of the names linked, I mean, I don't watch much Manchester United or... Dortmund enough to know if, how much about Zagadou or Bayali or Lindelof. Do any of those names really strike your fancy? I like Lindelof. I like that he keeps the team steady and calm. He can play the ball out of the back. He, uh, when he was playing in Portugal, 
I remember that there were some links between him and Roma, and I watched his YouTube clips because I don't I don't watch the Portuguese league, but uh, and he, I really liked what I saw from him, the way that he was able to ping it. And I've asked a couple of Manchester United fans what they really thought, and they're like, "Yeah, he might just be victim of the mess that United is right now, and he's paying the price." And without him, Manchester United have been leaking in goals. So I think he would add so much stability, experience. He's the right age. And to use the word again, quality along the back four. And with that player, you could return to the back four. Yeah, I think he would be a good sign, especially they're talking about loan deals for the two United players. And Zagadus would be kind of like a high upside free transfer because he's, he's been a little bit injury plagued, but he's still young. But I think you're right. If, if you want to make that push, you get a guy like him. Look, Smalling, he got out of United, and he looks like a completely different player again. Smalling's oh, great. You mentioned United's a mess right now. I mean, they're in an absolute mess. I mean, if Rabiot's going to fix their midfield problems, then <laughs> I'd be shocked. But yes. um, that, I, I haven't seen a club fall that far in quite a long time. That is quite no. the fall from grace. Um, you mentioned Fratezzi. I kind of... Felt bad for him uh, earlier in the summer. He wanted the move. Always having a guy who came through the Primavera back is a nice thing. I don't know if it happens anymore, but in the future, I think he would be a quality signing, even if Roma can't have, have it happen this season, maybe next season. I think he's he's quite the player. Yeah, yeah, I like that he's calm in the back half of the pitch, which is something that uh, Dionisi has imposed on him to be able to dribble out and to make small passes to establish possession and move yourself up the pitch without just having to boot it up and hope. So I think that he would fit really well in, in the four, two, three, one, or however the midfield sets up. He's got a lot of, a lot of those qualities, like you said, homegrown player, a player who would love to stay in Rome. He adds that, uh, that continuity, you know, he's not just going to look to jump ship after a couple good seasons. So it's a player you could count on for the future. Yeah. I think you, that that's so important that you mentioned that because you see Pellegrini now, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of clubs that would love to have Pellegrini. He's kind of following that Totti De Rossi model now where he's the captain. He wants to stick around. Um, Zalewski, there's already people sniffing around at him. That's a Primavera player, like you mentioned. Bove, if Fratezzi doesn't come, say, and, you know, he basically becomes the fifth midfielder. I think he could be the guy that maybe breaks out the season a la Zalewski. Yeah. yeah, Bove will be that, that fifth guy. And I totally agree with you. I think that what I've seen so far, he's got the confidence. He wants to get the ball, move it up take advanced positions. Eh, I think it's all about him for the next two, three years. Yeah. And I think a lot of his opportunities, because like I mentioned with the compressed schedule, there's going to be games where you want to rotate that midfield. Maybe he plays not next week against Cremonese, but later in the season, you have a, a midweek or whatever, and then you have a weaker side in the weekend. Why not? Uh, sure. Given those looks. So let's just close Wayne by talking about your outlook on the season. Uh, what are your thoughts on the upcoming season? What are your expectations? What do you think Roma can accomplish? I think the expectations are to get back into the Champions League, fight for the final four of the Europa League, make a push in the Coppa Italia. However, what I think that they can really achieve is even greater than that, even with the players that are there right now. I think they can do even better. But we'll have to see how the season goes on, right? Because it is so long. 38 matches. Uh, we're going to have an awkward break right from November into December with the World Cup. How will the players jump back into that? You know, will, will they pick up right where they left off? Will there, will there be a, uh, a lull with how things are, how do you say, like uh, with their continuity? Will there, will there be mental gaps which they have to, you know, climb up some hills and back down again? 
Will that happen as we saw last season? So they're with the season being so long and that, and that low, let's see what happens. You know, let's just make sure that they take it one game at a time, which is exactly what Mourinho will want them to do to stay calm, play their game, stay fit, stay healthy. It's another important one, right? Because injuries, you never know. Injuries can do. Look at Juventus. They just signed Paul Pogba. Their superstar returns. And chances are that he's just tore his meniscus and he's not getting surgery. So let's see. But let's hope Let's hope for the best. You always got to hope. Got to be fans, right? Some fans on uh, social media or that you need to be like, no, don't even bother. But hope is what makes fans wake up and, and, and fight another day and want to go to clubs and support and go on Twitter and argue, right? It's all about hope. So, yeah, I mean, that's all we've had, right? For up until the conference league last year, we've just been living on hope, second place finishes. We've had our heart broken plenty of times, but I think you're right. I think minimum objective top four, make a deep run in the, in the Europa league, hopefully make a deep run in the Copa because the Copa has been way too long since we've taken that serious enough, I think. And, you know, if things start playing out the right way, it, it could happen that things go even better. Right. Because in terms of quality at the top of the league, I don't think it is what it was a few years ago when Juve was dominating um, and, and winning the league every year. I think, I think it is open. And I think that's what Milan proved last year. Credit to them. I'm not taking anything away from them, but I think it shows that the league is wide open. The Inter that was supposed to be repeat winners and dominate the league. Didn't do it last year. I think once they lost Conte and some players, they had a right. little drop off themselves. So one thing Roma has had trouble with, in probably the past three, four seasons now is really competing head to head with those big teams. You know, last season they did beat Atalanta twice. They beat Lazio in the Derby, but other than that, a couple draws uh, against, they had a draw against Napoli. It was losses against Juve, losses against Inter, losses against Milan. How close do you think Roma is competing with those teams head to head in order to then make that maybe Scudetto type push? I think they're right there, but it's so important to remember that last season, Milan and Inter both finished with 24 more points than Roma. So the pressure is on them to maintain that, right? Roma, what they can do is they can hope they can go out and battle and see what they come away with. But the pressure is on for them to repeat their performances from last season. And Roma will take some points off the big guys this, this year. That's for sure. You got to feel that. Whether it's Juve, Milan, Internopoli, whoever it's going to be, they're going to take some points. They're going to get some big wins. So I, I definitely expect that. Yeah, some of those those losses last year against a big team, especially Juve, were were gut wrenching, right? And I think that second loss might have been maybe a turning point for the team because after that they performed pretty well. But they go to they go to the Allianz Arena and just two match days. They match day three, so the first opportunity will be there against a Juve team that's still maybe figuring things out. We'll see how they perform later today uh, against us. Well, we're recording prior to that first match for them, but you're right. Roma's got to do it. They got to take some points and. And, and things could be very fun in, in the capital. We might have a, a very fun season. And uh, fingers crossed it's at minimum a return to the Champions League next season because I missed that football. Yeah. Wayne, it was great having you on. You gave us some great insight. Anytime you want to come back, you know, the, the floor is yours. But tell everybody where they can find you if they're not following you yet on social media. Thanks, guys. So check out my YouTube. I've been developing youtube.com slash Wayne and Rome find me there every social so thanks i i really appreciate the support this past season going into next I'm, I'm happy to be along for this ride just like you all right thanks again wayne uh all our listeners and readers out there keep up with the site we'll be back next week uh, post cremonese to talk about roma's hopefully second victory of the season 